Good morning. As we uh, prepare our hearts and minds for worship, uh, let's uh, begin with a word of prayer. God of all glory, on this first day of the week, you began creation, bringing light out of darkness. On this first day, you began your new creation, raising Jesus Christ out of the darkness of death. On this Lord's day, grant that we, the people you create by water and the Spirit, may be joined with all your works in praising you for your great glory. Through Jesus Christ, in union with the Holy Spirit, we praise you now and forever. Amen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called into one body. The peace of Christ be with you. As we come this morning to worship God, our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace and peace to you from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Come, let us worship the Lord. Last Sunday, we lit the candle of love. We light it and the candle of hope again as we remember that Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, will come again to judge the world and bring an everlasting peace. The third candle of Advent is the candle of joy. When the angel Gabriel told Mary that a special child would be born to her, she was filled with joy. She sang a song that began with the words, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Just as the birth of Jesus gave great joy to his mother, so his presence in the world gave joy to those who had none before. He healed them and gave them hope and peace when they believed in in him. For hope, peace, and love grows joy. We light the candle of joy to remind us that when Jesus is born in us, we have joy, and that through him there will be everlasting joy on earth. Joy is like a light shining in a dark place. As we look at this candle, we celebrate the joy we find in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for the joy you give us. We ask that as we wait for all your promises to come true and for Christ to come again, that you would remain present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your joy with each other. We ask it in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem. Amen. Please join me on page 99 of the Green Hymnal for our Advent prayer, and let us pray in unison. Together praying, Lord Jesus Christ, your world awaits you. In the longing of the persecuted for justice, in the longing of the poor for prosperity, 
in the longing of the privileged for riches greater than wealth, in the longing of our hearts for a better life. And in the song of your church, expectation is ever-present. O come, Lord, desire behind our greatest needs. O come, Lord, liberator of humanity. O come, Lord, O come, Emmanuel. Amen. There is joy in God's presence. And while God is present always and everywhere, we seldom sense joy in the midst of our troubled, broken, saddened, and discontent lives and world. And so, let us pray together. Holy One, we confess that the fruit of our lives does not reflect repentance. We have, with stony hearts, esteemed spiritless heritage more than our spiritual inheritance in Christ. We have grown joyless and weak in faith, giving voice to worry rather than continual thanksgiving. Forgive us, O Lord. Take away reproach and remove disaster from us. Renew us in love, joy, and gladness. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Know that you are forgiven in Christ and be at peace. Thanks be to God. what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, and so let us live. As we come to the reading of God's word, let us pray. Lift up your hearts. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, and in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The word of the Lord from Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 to 20. Sing and rejoice, God will renew the people with love. Sing aloud. O daughter Zion, 
Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing, as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you, so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time, and I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home, at that time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. second reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, beginning at verse 7 and ending at verse 18. In this text, John announces the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit in fire. Hear now the word of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? And in reply he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. 
I am not worthy to untie the throng, the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. This is the word of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength, says the prophet Isaiah. There are even songs written about the joy of the Lord being our strength, and we sometimes make the very, very mistaken equation that joy is the same thing as happiness or the same thing as exuberance. Neither the Greek word nor the Aramaic word for joy has anything to do with our emotions. Neither does the word rejoice in the New Testament as well. Again, we as moderns use the word joy and rejoice as a way of talking about having a good time, being happy, celebrating. The biblical understanding of joy is something much, much deeper than being happy. We are all aware this morning of what has transpired in the past week in our own country. It has been a sad week for us. And I, as a pastor, have had many conversations in the past days with all walks of life asking, why would God allow this to happen? Ladies and gentlemen, the world in which we live is a broken world. Christianity has never denied the fact that sin has broken this world. We cannot escape that. The depth of the sin that we ourselves experience in our own beings is the depth of sin that the world itself experiences. And the world is broken by that sin in ways beyond our imagination. Every year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus and put the baby Jesus in the manger, what we don't tell you, like the radio star uh, of many years ago, is the rest of the story. Because the rest of the story is that hundreds, if not thousands, of little children would be slaughtered by Herod only months after that little baby was born, out of fear that that baby would overtake Herod as king. God is not ignorant of our pain. God is not ignorant of the depth of sin that corrupts our society. And the injustice that we feel about events like this past week are epitomized in the cross that hangs in our sanctuaries. A man who was completely innocent was slaughtered. God understands the depth of the pain 
of every one of those families, including the family of the man who pulled the trigger. God understands that tragedy, that sadness, that grief, that anger, all of those things because God knows what that feels like. When John comes preaching, it's interesting to note that he does not give the people of Israel a happy message. It is not the message of people like Dr. Robert Schuller, you know, just have a positive attitude about everything. He is not preaching joy as happiness or ha uh, joy as uh, positive attitudes towards everything in life. What he is saying is, let's get our act together. Let's do what is right. Let's do what is just. Let's do what is good, not only for ourselves, but for others. As Christians, we do not rejoice in the pain and the grief of these who have suffered in the past week. We have no joy in their suffering. Our joy comes in knowing, and this is the real definition of joy, our joy comes in knowing that in the midst of whatever the suffering, whatever the pain, whatever the grief, God is still in control. I cannot explain to you how any of the events, events of the past week will ever work out for good in God's great plan. I am not God, and I don't pretend to be, and I don't think any of us would pretend to be. But I assure you of this, the God who took the death of his own innocent son and brought it to bear upon a creation to redeem it, to make it whole again, to make it right again, and to offer us hope is the same God who can take the tragedies of our own lives and of our own times and do the same. It is not happy. We will not celebrate but we will know down deep inside of ourselves that in the midst of all of our pain and in all of our grief, the message of Christmas is still true. Emmanuel, God is with us. That is all. That is all there is, that is all we have, and that is all we need. The joy of the Lord is our strength because the joy of the Lord is our confidence that God will always be God. And God will always bring about redemption out of our pain, out of our suffering, out of our wrong, out of our injustice, out of our corruption out of our own darkness, God will bring light. I don't know how many of you realize that while we were walk, working our way through the liturgy this morning, Mike Mishkovsky snuck in the back door with his baby. There were a couple of you who noticed. 
And you know as well as I do that there's nothing that will bring more smiles to our faces than the sounds of a little baby, especially in a place where it hasn't been heard for quite a long time. That, you see, is a wonderful sign. It is a wonderful sign that God is still in our midst. Even when little ones' lives are taken innocently, there is always the hope that God is still about God's work. And we need to believe that. It is the hope that gives us joy in knowing that our faith is not something that comes out of our emotions, but out of the deep, deep parts of us that know that God is with us no matter what. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we are quite aware of how unjust our society can be and how corrupt it can be. We understand not only deeds of injustice and corruption, but even violence. We thank you, O Lord, that in the midst of all this, we are not left with meaninglessness. We are not left with despair. We are not left with an understanding that somehow or other everything has gone wrong and there is no hope. We pray for every family member of the children and the adults who were slain this past week, even for the family of the slayer. In their grief and in their agony and in their pain, in their shame, in their anger, O oh Lord, we ask your Holy Spirit to come in and comfort, console, and guard them from the darkness and despair that fills our world and our society. Today we rejoice not in the way of celebration. We rejoice in the confidence, O oh Lord, that you are indeed God. And you have not given up on us yet. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how painful it becomes, you are still with us. And you are still for us. And you will bring us through spirit and fire to the joy that is our strength. We pray these things through Jesus Christ our Lord who loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. standing and turn in your hymnal to page 15, the very beginning of your hymnal, before the music, page 15, you will find the words of the Nicene Creed. We use the second form called ecumenical, confessing our faith together. We believe 
in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In God's great goodness, God has shared with us out of the abundance all that we have. And we give now our tithes and gifts and offerings to the glory of God in thanksgiving for Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. You have in your bulletin, I believe, uh, announcements. Um, I'm not going to read them, uh, insult you and read them all to you, but... uh, 
I do want to highlight something. The, we raised about $450 at the Thanksgiving offering, and we're also taking the Christmas offering and adding that to that to send to the Reformed Church World Service for help with re, uh, rebuilding the communities affected by Sandy. So our Christmas and our Thanksgiving offering this year will, will be sent to help those communities, and we're hoping to raise close to $1,000 in the process. Uh, so that's, our, that's our, our goal, to be able to help. Okay. Are there any announcements that did not make the bulletin? Yes. Thank you, Victoria. That, by the way, it's not because of last week that she's leaving, just in case anyone's worried. Uh, it's been in the plans for a while, and we're glad to have had you work with us, Victoria. I'm sure the kids will miss you, and so will we. Thank you. And the others? Michael, you want to introduce your family to us? Oh, sure. Um, Amy and Caden, welcome. Okay? Huh? Six months? Almost six months. Uh, Oh, yeah? Uh, I have a feeling she's going to be the star of the coffee hour, Mikey, so you better, you better be ready for that. Okay. Any other prayer requests? Yes, Tom. Uh, being 100 and almost 102 now, right? Yeah, almost 102. Uh, she's hanging in there. She's one strong lady. Um, is there another... So Fliss is going back to... Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay, so Fliss has gone to, to Britain to be with her father, who is uh, who's slowly um, uh, suffering and, and passing. Uh, and you said Gavin and Connor, they're going with? Oh, Gavin and Lauren. So we want to pray for Fliss and her family and Tom and, and those that are here as well. Um, any other prayer requests? I have to be honest with you, it's not been a fun week for me. Um, I attended two funerals this week. Uh, you know, what happens at Christmas time is a lot of people decide uh, to, uh, to relinquish uh, their spirits. Uh, Christmas time is one of those times of years when a lot of people uh, decide... Uh, uh, whether it be for good or for bad, uh, to give in. And so I know of two people this past week who were suffering from diseases and simply expired. I went to their funerals and their viewings. Both of them were elder delegates to the classes, and as a president, I went to their, to their viewings and funerals. So was, they were sad events, but um, events that were filled with hope, uh, hope in the resurrection and in the faith of Christ. Um, and so we... Uh, Today we uh, are mindful of all of the sadness of the past week. Um, I, I, I must be honest with you and hope and pray in my, from the depths of my being that the media lets this go soon for the sake of those families. I, just, I feel probably even deeper pain for them being constantly brought to the, to the forefront by the media. Um, my prayer is that something will happen that will be positive so that we can draw away and give them time to mourn in, in peace. Um, but um, are there any other prayer requests? Phyllis. Lord, in your mercy. Let's go to prayer. 
Father in heaven, we come to you as your people. We are mindful that our prayers are always present to you, and that everything that's on our hearts and minds this morning, whether it be personal and and unspoken, as well as the things that we are brought uh, to light, that you are quite aware and uh, that you are quite active in bringing about um, your will in each of these circumstances. But we pour out our hearts to you, O Lord, and ask that you would strengthen uh, each of the families that we have mentioned. Uh, we, we pray, O Lord, for uh, Tom's family, for Fliss's family in Great Britain, for uh, Marie's family. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for, their, for her life and for her witness and testimony and pray that you continue to sustain her uh, and give her grace uh, in these uh, uh, later years of her life. We pray for uh, our country as we struggle through the events of the past week, uh, asking, Lord, that, uh, that you will give your spirit of consolation and, and spirit of mourning uh, to these families and all those affected. Uh, we pray for the wisdom on the part of our teachers, our administrators, and even our governing uh, bodies of boards of education and departments of education as they rethink and evaluate uh, the security of all the folks who work and live and learn in our schools. We are very mindful today, O oh Lord, of your love for us in Jesus Christ. As we approach the Christmas celebration, uh, mindful of who is in control and who you are and who we are, your people. And so we pray this morning, O oh Lord, out of the depths of our heart, as Jesus taught us to pray, boldly saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I want to invite everyone this morning to join us in the uh, Fellowship Hall at Bellhauer Parlor for coffee and refreshments after the service and uh, remind you that the, uh, the uh, pocket change uh, collection is still going on and that all will be, of course, given to the uh, Christmas offering as well. So we encourage you to have the fun of putting whatever you find in your pockets in there today as well for that special offering. And now let us turn to hymn number 368, to sing our final hymn. Let us go from here with the joy of the Lord in our souls like a fountain, giving us confidence that we are God's people, that there is hope, and that we bring that hope into a world that is broken. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with us now until Christ returns in glory and then forever and all God's people said.